how they were whispering about me, like talking smack about me. I got really scared. These are the voices of hardworking, highly committed female athletes. I remember like stressing out in the outfield and this is probably the first time I was nearly crying. Players who put in the extra work and strive to be the best they can be. Whenever like I know he's upset at me, it like no, not only lowers my confidence, but it like raises expectations and the bar for myself even more. Players like you. Like if I make a mistake, then they would just judge me off of that and they would just think, oh, she's not a good player. There is something which challenges so many athletes, yet we don't talk about it enough. Performance anxiety. Hi everyone, this is Charlie and welcome to Softball Nation podcast. Today I sat down with some of my teammates and we talked about the silent killer, performance anxiety. Where does it show up? How does it take control of us? And what can we do differently going into this upcoming season? Let's start with some real stories on how performance anxiety has showed up. So a time where I did experience performance anxiety was when I joined our team at the beginning of this fall. And it was one of our first tournaments. We were in New Jersey. It was Team New Jersey t- tournament. And it was my first like real like showcase. College coaches were there, new teammates, new coaches, just knew everything. And it was just, it was all a whole new world to me. And I was, I knew everyone on the team was supportive and like they really did not care much about my performance, but I just let it get to my head that like if I make a mistake, then they would just judge me off of that. And they would just think, oh, she's not a good player. But I learned that mistakes do happen, but I was just overwhelmed with the thought of my impression on my team. And it just led to like nervous at bats, even worse performance on the field. And after that tournament, I realized that mistakes are normal. Like they happen. It's what you learn from. And I shouldn't let the factor of like being the new girl, let that get to my head and affect the way I perform. My personal experience was in Chattanooga this fall season. It wasn't our best at all, and Chattanooga was probably one of our worst tournaments. So that Saturday, it was like our first game, and it started off rough, and then it was the last game, I think, and the whole day was just going downhill. So I think the whole team together was nervous because we wanted to show the coaches that we had learned our lesson from the past games. It was like a tough situation at the end of the game. We were super behind and there was a runner on third. I remember like stressing out in the outfield and this is probably the first time I was nearly crying because I haven't cried in a game in so long because I never (laughs) show it at all and I don't like to. So then I remember getting the ball, not diving for it and then just randomly chucking it. And I felt so bad that I had let my team down. And eventually I remember going back in the dugout and just like, feeling like everyone was staring at me and I didn't like that but like the coaches were giving me the look and I felt so uncomfortable and I felt like I just let everyone down. So like last summer we were in the Atlanta Legacy Tournament and if you don't know it's a pretty big tournament there's like a lot of college coaches there and a lot of teams so it's pretty well known. This was like the first year that I really seriously started emailing college coaches because I'm I was going into my junior year and I needed them to start looking at me so I could try to get scholarships and looked at evaluated so I emailed one of my top schools and I wasn't expecting them to read it because I thought they were still focused on the juniors that had just finished their junior year so I wasn't expecting them to think much of it and our second came at Atlanta and we're like looking in our general direction and like I thought they were whispering about me like talking smack about me (laughs) I got really scared and we went to warm up 
And I was just thinking about them looking at me the whole time because I remember my hitting coach telling me, like, the college coaches can still watch you warm up and they can still judge you based off that. So that was in my mind, like, the whole time I was warming up. And it was just, like, not a good warm-up at all. I had that thought in my mind that they were going to not want me on their team anymore because of my warm-ups. Because <laughs> I heard a story about someone getting recruited off warm-ups. I was too busy, like, trying to impress them in warm-ups that I just ended up, like, embarrassing myself completely. Can you identify with these stories? Let's take the first one from Avery, being the new person. We're going to be the new person many times in our life, whether it's on a new team or at a new school or job. We can learn from Avery's story that we will actually perform better when we aren't trying to be perfect. In the second story, we can learn from Christina that sometimes we tend to build up moments bigger than they are. The truth is no single play wins or loses a game. Or how about in story three from Boo, who teaches us how we create these narratives in our head and give them an undeserving truth. We now turn our discussion to how performance anxiety can take control of us. I think something common was coaches. Yeah. Like we just want to make, we all want to make a big impression on coaches. <laughs> Give the impression that like we are good players and like we want to prove ourselves that this is like where we belong. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think like another thing is like we're all looking at our situation as trying to impress other people, but not really trying to do it for ourselves. So I think like that's like a big problem in like any aspect of life, but we're trying to do so much for other people and impress other people. And then we're not really doing much it's like for our, ourselves and to, like, to prove stuff to our own person. Yeah, we like forget that it also affects us. Yeah, it's exactly. important to us. Commonly all made our problem bigger than we needed to. Like people weren't thinking about it as much as we were. They yeah. didn't even notice it. I remember when Avery joined the team and I don't think at any point I was thinking. You saw. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was no point where I was really judging Avery in any way, but we, we put that on ourselves. Here, Sid makes an interesting point, asking us to understand whether we are playing for ourselves and the love of the game or for others. Finally, we discussed how to deal with performance anxiety as we start a new season. So we're entering a new season. So I think it's important where we start to think of some concrete ways to help performance anxiety because there's going to be a college coach right behind us when we're batting. Usually when I have a lot of anxiety on the field and I'm just like scared like, oh, this is ball going to come to me and then I end up making a mistake. I usually just like, okay, learn from it. Deep breath, new play, new pitch, new batter. Start over like it's okay. Like it happens. Personally, like I'm still trying to cope with it. And just this talking about my experiences helps so much because I'll tend to just like just shove it down and not talk about it at all, which doesn't help. <laughs> so just hearing people's like experiences help so much. So you're not alone. You're not making like your problems. You're making them so much big. People are also having that. Yeah. Because yeah. if you think about it, you know, you might be feeling all of this anxiety when you're up to bat, but the pitcher is probably feeling it too. You just don't notice. Yeah. That. Yeah. Say it's like a big game or like a championship. I think if you just look at it as if it's just a regular game. And you, like, you want to look on um, focus more on like having fun and enjoying the moment that you're in with your team versus looking at it like this big cloud hanging over your head. And like, it's this big giant event. If you just look at it, like just go game by game, pitch by pitch. I think it's um, easier on you and your team and you just focus more on having fun rather than you have to win and just working with each other. I think that's something that no matter if there is a per performance anxiety or not, I think it makes it easier on everyone. Um, just looking at it pitch by pitch and play by play and just looking at it 
as an opportunity to enjoy the moment with your team. I feel like personally, I like have a really hard time of getting over like mistakes. So I'll just like live in the past and I'll like keep remembering these mistakes and be like, oh, I can't mess up again or else I like, get pulled. So teammates like really help me get out of it. Like they, if they come over and be like, hey, we got your back, like you're okay. Like that really helps me like get back into it instead of just like reflecting on the past right. and like seeing how bad I did. Boo and Sid both reinforce how important teammates are in mitigating performance anxiety. I want to share with our listeners one thing that my teammates and I will be implementing this season. We call it genuine moments or GMs. A GM is where we check in with each other during a game to let each other know how much we care about them, regardless of individual performance. What does this look like on the field? Going up to somebody, looking them in the eye, and letting them know how they have your unconditional support. We believe that GMs create confidence, which leads to better overall performance. When you feel bulletproof, there's no room for performance anxiety. I would love to hear your examples of how you and your team are looking to address performance anxiety this season. Thank you for listening to Softball Nation Podcast.